What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, the Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Sergi Santa, and this is episode 350 of the show. On today's menu, we're going to go ahead and do, like I always tell you guys, set your stopwatch. In 10 minutes or less, we are going to go ahead and recap all of this past weekend's fight news. So, what do we have on the menu? We obviously have, like I said, UFC, Vegas, 50, whatever it is, the fight night, Santos, um versus uh jamal hill and look man these cards a lot of times sneak up on you and they end up being so much better than i think a lot of us even anticipated so let me just preface this by saying this there were 10 fights on this card there were 10 finishes on this past card which at the end of the day <clears throat> is only the second time this has ever happened in ufc history think about that there's UFC 277 on top of all the fight nights, on top of all the other events that weren't numbered prior to them really paying attention to it. And this is only the second time this has ever happened. So we're talking about almost 400 UFC cards. And this is only the second time this has ever happened. 10 finishes. Everybody got finished. What an amazing, amazing night. And there was, again, so much fun. Um, So let's go ahead and jump into it. I have to start off at the very beginning. We're going to go ahead and talk about the main event. And this ended up being a barn burner in the best way possible. We are talking about Jamal Hill versus Maheta in Thiago Santos. Now check it out. Thiago Santos is a guy that we already know. He fought John Jones for the title. He's been on hard times. He, he had to take some time off for injuries, but he is always a very dangerous guy. And he started looking like the guy who faced John Jones at, at, in this matchup. Jamal Hill, we know how good he is. He's an up-and-coming dude. He is one of the young lions that is trying to take over and actually be somebody in this industry. And guess what? He goes out there and not only shows that he is a winner, he shows that he's a dog. And honestly, that's the theme of this weekend's this weekend's fight card. It should have been UFC Vegas, who's a real dog? Because he went out there, not only him, we're going to talk about Terrence McKinney, we're going to talk about Usman, we're going to talk about all these guys. But these people are just absolute dogs. He goes out there, and these guys from the beginning were swinging. I mean, I had it, the fight stops in the third round. I had definitely had it 1-1 going into it. Some people had 2-0, some people had a 2-0 the opposite way. But when I was looking at this, honestly, it was fantastic, fantastic watching how, you know, incredible uh, these guys were. Throwing caution to the wind, showing all of their skill sets, throwing huge, huge left hooks. I mean, um, Jamal Hill's left hook is ryan garcia-esque in terms of the speed and being the guy that fights at 205 pounds it is utterly ridiculous to watch but he went out there even from being hurt himself and finishes my head that in the very third round amazing performance amazing sequence what happens next Look, man, Maheta was ranked number six. Jamal Hill was ranked number 13. I think Jamal Hill has to take that. Now he is off to the races. We will see what happens next, but I love this. Salute to Jamal Hill. Sweet dreams lift up his nickname and put that man to sleep. All right. Um, moving right along, we have to talk about the co-main event, and I love this fight because I love both of these fighters. We have Jeff Neal versus Vicente Luque. Vicente Luque is a guy that has never, and I'm going to say this again, in his UFC career, Think about all the guys that he's faced. He has never been the underdog going into a matchup. This is another one. He was not the underdog. He goes out here against Jeff Neal, who we know is very tough, who we know we call Hands of Steel. And my man lived up to his nickname. Jeff Neal, Hands of Steel, 
in again, third round once again, stops Vicente Luque. I couldn't believe it. I had a 1-1 going into the third round. Um, first round, Jeff Neal looks incredibly powerful, incredibly strong. He was hurting uh, Vicente Luque with every time he threw a straight left hand. Vicente Luque, for some odd reason, though, even his corner in between rounds was telling him. The fantastic um, Henry Hoof told him, like, bro, you're not moving your head. And he wasn't. His head stayed directly on the center line. And then what happened from there? He kept on getting caught with straight left hands and big right hooks from Jeff Neal. And I have to take up a timeout for a second and show some real love to Safe Saud. Safe Saud, in my opinion, is one of those Yoda-level coaches. Eric Nixick, all those guys, like those type of coaches, I have such high regard for. Safe Saw was one of those guys. And listening to him talk to Jeff Neal throughout the match was incredible. It sounded like I was over here listening, watching him play video games, watching him play UFC video games, because he literally everything that he told Jeff Neal to do, Jeff Neal listened and was absolutely doing it was moving on to Vicente Luque, was turning Vicente Luque, and then the finishing sequence in that third round with all those straight left uppercuts, oh, something to watch. Chef's kiss, salute to the man Jeff Neal, and now look, Jeff Neal beating somebody like a Vicente Luque, somebody that a lot of people thought should be fighting for a title very soon. Gotta start thinking about Jeff Neal. He can be the one. All right, uh, and the last one I'm really going to talk about in depth in this one was the Ultimate Fighter. It was the Ultimate Fighter finale. It was Mo Usman, friend of the show, uh, against Zach Puaga. Zach Puaga, 6-0, and a lot of people look at him, and they thought, again, this guy is someone whom, you know, he, he trains with the boys at Denver. Curtis Blades is in his corner. He knows what he's doing. He's extremely athletic. He used to play football himself, and in terms of a technical striker is in my opinion was a better technical striker than a Moha a Mo Law or I'm sorry, a Mo Usman. But man, they went out there first round moving around. Um, you know, uh is doing what we think he's gonna do, utilizing his kicks, utilizing utilizing his speed and athleticism. And it seemed as if Mo was maybe a little bit tight. It seemed as if Mo wasn't fully uncorked. He had all the muscles and whatnot. So I didn't know if it was like, is it the moment too big? I've seen him losing the PFL. So in the back of my head, I'm like, oof, I don't know what's going to happen. Second round comes out and you can tell the man made an adjustment. He was a little looser. He, his movement was better. And that check left hook that he went out there and threw goes out there, cracks uh, Jeff Puaga, puts him down completely. Two huge hammer fists. Fight is over. Again, chef's kiss, Mo Usman wins this season of The Ultimate Fighter. I am making him and his brother the champion, the number one pound-for-pound pound guy in the land, Kamara Usman. He and his brother are the only brothers to each win their season of The Ultimate Fighter. Awesome to see. Couldn't have been more happy for the dude. Uh, he was emotional afterwards. And now, look, man, this heavyweight division has more up-and-coming young dudes who are hungry to perform now can mo be that guy i'm not sure but at the end of the day you know what couldn't have been more proud he's a friend of the show amazing performance salute to mo on winning this season of the ultimate fighter all right
Uh, the rest of this card had some people that I want to talk about and just highlight really quick. Uh, also, friend of the show, Chicago's very own Terrence McKinney goes out there and does what Karen, Terrence McKinney does best, and that's finish people in the first round. He went out there, and I'm talking about made light, light, light work of Eric Gonzalez, who is a tough dude, man. Eric Gonzalez does not play games, and he went out there and submitted them two minutes and 17 seconds in the very first round. Augusta Sakai also went out there and fought against and had a heavyweight against Spivak. Spivik gets the KO. Second round, 342 gets the KO. Um, all in all, man, this was a fun, 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 entertaining card. And check it out. If you check your stopwatch, it's only about eight minutes and seven seconds. We did it. We broke down the whole weekend in 10 minutes or less for you guys. Um, if you like what we did today and shows like this, please make sure you follow the Fight Podcast everywhere. Podcasting is available. Like, share, subscribe, listen to the Fight Podcast um, on all podcasting platforms, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Also check us out at thefightpodcast.com. If you like all of our shows, again, let people know. All the links are in the bio. We also have merch. Make sure you go ahead and grab some Fight Pod merch. We got mugs. We got shirts like this. Everything on our shirts is champion brand. So, you know, we keep it real. We're a swaggy for y'all. Um, all right. Etsy.com slash shop slash Fight Pod shop. All right. That is what we got today. This has been the weekend recap in 10 minutes or less. I am your host, Serge Vicente. This has been episode 350. Of the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, the Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente. Love y'all. We will see you next time right here on the Fight Podcast. Mm-hmm.